Blog Talk Radio. Practical self-help advice, and also 
a contemporary um, relationship to the faith from our African traditions in terms of how we as black men and women, for that matter, who love them, can nurture the strength and the power that is our own birthright. So, I, again, I, I thank you for tuning in. And um, without any further ado, uh, we have a half an hour to review uh, the succinct and very poignant uh, areas of her book, such as the one I'm about to review, the section that I'm about to review, dealing with forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness is a process, as she states, that a process of giving up the old for something new, the old experiences and memories that we hold on to in anger. And on this day of Mother's Day, we can uh, just relate to the fact that our mothers are the first who would teach us how to forgive because the mother's love is one of unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness. So we've learned from our mothers how to not hold on to anger, to resentment and shame. And this is me speaking not from the book that I'll be reviewing, but just from my own heart, that I know it was my mother who taught me how to deal with the uh, uh, tempering of my anger whenever I got into that lower self-orientation to enhance the essence of forgiveness, as it were, to understand that, indeed, forgiveness is not actually forgiving the person for the wrongdoing that they've done to you necessarily, even though that is incorporated into that consciousness, but also to understand that you need to let it go because the more you hold on to it, the more you're hurting yourself. So Sister Ayanla states that we... We, they take us, our mothers and those who teach us, into the judgment of right and wrong and how to understand that, whether it be right or wrong, good or bad. Those thoughts take us away from truth. And basically, forgiveness means giving up for a change. So when you give up your judgment of people and experiences, your mind is changed by the truth. And the truth is, everything that has happened had to happen. That it was a growth experience. There was something that you needed to know, something that you needed to learn. So if you stay angry and, and hurtful and afraid and ashamed or guilty, you will miss the lesson. You will be stuck in a cloud of pain. So uh, that is something to contemplate. And I must uh, welcome those of you who are in the chat room. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us. And, of course, if you'd like to share in our dialogue and the conversation, please feel free to share your thoughts. And, of course, if you'd like to have any uh, thoughts that are shared on the air, um, indicate that, and I will definitely uh, share it on the um, on the program. And those of you who are in the uh, who called in, please raise your hand by pressing the number one button, and uh, indeed I will uh, share your thoughts with us on the air. Now back to what Sister Ayana states. She states that the black man have a great deal of pain, that you cannot pr process this pain uh, intellectually, and that it is of an ancestral lineage, 
alive in our DNA. It is alive in the marrow of our bones. And many of you were conceived in pain. We were all born in pain. And many of us lived through pain to grow up into pain. She also goes on to state that you can't cry about what hurts you. It's not a, a, a manly thing to do. We've been taught not to cry. And basically because your pain runs so deep, she states, you may not know what hurts, but it is always there. So your pain got you fired from that last job. Your pain encouraged you to snort, sell, and shoot drugs and to drink alcohol. Your pain makes you leave your children, beat your wife, and hate your daddy. How do you process that pain? How do you express your pain? She also goes on to state that all emotions, even psychological and emotional pain, see the, 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 the normal human reaction to experiences that we cannot interpret. So when the mind receives the data, the body will respond in the same way. So as children, many black men were taught not to cry out in pain, not to strike out in anger, not to speak out in indignation. In effect, you were taught to suppress your emotions. It is not natural to suppress emotions, because when you do, the mind takes over. The intellect will find a way to control what you feel. In order to do so, the brain waves become flat. They are suppressed. The voice becomes a monotone. You must remain tightly under control and not express your emotions. And when you suppress emotions, you suppress your power. But once you start suppressing what you feel, you cannot stop. You must stay in control. You, must, you cannot run the risk of exploding, letting it all out. External and internal disempowerment is very painful. So, indeed, uh, this says a lot about the, the essence of us as black men who are not able to exp express our pain. I must take a short um, break from the review of this book by first acknowledging my lovely wife who just walked into the studio. How, how are you doing? I I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm 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 doing great, you know. And I must say that you helped me to not feel in a state of pain. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> On this Mother's Day. Thank you. So uh, it's really you're welcome. It's really a pleasure to always be able to recognize those in your life, especially those uh, of us who uh, are are men who are fortunate enough to have a a wife in their life who is supportive, who acknowledges the fact that, indeed, we might go through certain states of pain within our lives and, and, and able to help us to travel that particular journey of emotion. And I see uh, Brother, uh, Brother Turner, uh, who mentioned that uh, he fully agrees with me, and I, I, I thank you for sharing that, that thought. Indeed, that we can come together in agreement and also, we can agree to disagree without being disagreeable, you know. And that's one of the things that I, I've learned as of late, uh, that indeed uh, that we have to have this dialogue, an ongoing, continuing dialogue in terms of us dealing with the suppression of pain. And by doing so, being able to allow the expression of love to come to surface. 
you know, I, I, I'm about to engage in a, a concert this coming uh, uh, Friday, as a matter of fact, with Brother Onage uh, Alan Gums, a renowned pianist who uh, is uh, conducting, uh, should I say, producing a concert and, and um, titled New Vintage. And he's really marshalling forward with a concept of dealing with a love revolution. I mean, he's featuring people such as my, my spiritual brother, Abby Oduno Iwole, from the original Last Poets. We grew up together. I've known him since he was about 14 years of age. And sister, uh, Autumn Asante, uh, Autumn Asante a young poetess who's up and coming. And just a host of brothers and sisters of the spoken word and accomplished musicians who will be uh, uh, active in this concert. And I'm just humbled to be in their, uh, in their company, especially as an elder, because it, it just makes my heart swell up to know that, indeed, as we relate to the, this concept of pain, that music is, is like a, a soothing uh, a, a balm of, 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 uh, of, of soothingness and healing. Now, the music gives us uh, the joyful noise that uh, we hear that it gives us a sense of of um, gratefulness, a sense of of uh, enjoyment. So, uh, indeed, one can use music as a means of getting rid of pain and letting the love come to surface. So, uh, I advise one to always surround yourself with positive energy, positive words, positive vibrations, positive frequencies, and of course, the most highs of that can be music. Uh, one of the things that Sister Ayana Fassant shares with us is that she relates to the fact that your emotional responses to experiences are usually right on target. So if someone infringes on your personal space, disempowers you, the response is probably anger. And as a child, you were not encouraged or allowed to express anger, or you were inclined to suppress it by encouragement that you should not express this anger. And when someone slapped your face, paddled your behind, took your toys, the emotional response was pain or fear. So children are told not to cry when they're spanked. They, they learn to suppress pain. And unfortunately, what our parents did not understand is that there is an an appropriate response to all emotions. There are times when you must act them out, should act them out, and there are times when you should not. And children learn to use their minds to control what they feel. They develop alternative behaviors and responses. They have to find a way to escape what they feel or it will cause them more pain and disapproval. And I, for one, can say that myself, uh, my childhood, as I shared with my wife some years ago, uh, that uh, my stepfather, he did not ha- not have the understanding of what it meant for him to come into my life as a stepfather. Uh, I think I was maybe around three or four years of age, and I was beyond the so-called terrible tools where, you know, that's when the ego kicks in and you start asserting yourself because you realize that you're an individual and you start becoming more independent from your mother, 
you know, and um, of course there's a certain di- di- dynamics that happens when uh, you're a only child and and your father or your mother, in this case my mother, gets divorced from my biological father and takes on another um, another mate who now is in the position to be my father. But what he did not know is any mature person knows today, an adult that gets into involved with a marriage, a, an existing marriage, that you have to travel that journey very cautiously. And he was not, he didn't have that knowledge. Just to cut to the chase, he was very um, adamant about him establishing himself as the one of authority. And the way he established that was by spanking me. And and then insisting at that point, just to relate to what I was just reading, when he spanked me, he told me not to cry. He told me to, to, to shut up. You know, so right then, he was not in the position to learn me how to express pain, how to express anger and dissatisfaction. So our relationship was one that was really not authentic uh, because I called him dad eventually, you know, even assumed his last name and so forth, which I do not now. I'm back to my biological father's name as an adult. Um, however, I learned how to grow to forgive him. And that's indeed the section of the book that we're relating to, how to deal with forgiveness. Because I have many friends, many contemporary friends my age, who have not yet learned how to forgive, especially especially their biological parents or if not step-parents. So that's something that's very, isn't that something that's very uh, dynamic in our community, hon? It is very much so. Your story, I think, might be more the norm than the exception. Yes, especially today. Yes, Because there's many, many households in our community which are fatherless. Absolutely. And if they are not fatherless, they are being fathered by a non-biological father. And the key is that they're being fathered by someone who has not had an example of the correct way to parent. So mm-hmm. whether it's biological or whether it's someone who came into the family at some point, they're not trained in fathering. They're not trained in parenting because mm-hmm. they did not have that example mm-hmm. of what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So in the community, that's that's what's happening. That's that's um, a major part of the problem. And when people are when people are talking about, oh, look at the way so and so is acting. Yes. You know, the question needs to be, well, what happened to them? Mm. What happened to them? Yes. Not what is it that they're doing right this minute. Right. The question is what happened to them? Mm. Because if you can go back to what happened to them, you won't have to ask why they're doing what they're doing now. You'll understand. And Uh, then maybe you might be able to put something in place to assist them. Ah, yes, yes, indeed. Well, uh, with that, would you say that? I must say to you, Happy Mother's Day on the air. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Queen Mother is, is a mother to many. And uh, a, a very, very um, kind spirit and understanding, compassionate spirit. So, uh, yes, uh, Brother uh, Turner mentions that uh, if forgiveness is a process, does this mean that we cannot forgive at this very moment? Ah, uh, no, that does. Uh, that's a good, good question. And indeed, 
we can forgive at this very moment. We can release that anger, that uh, sense of unforgiveness. And yes, as your question continues, we can wake up in the morning and say that I forgive this person. And as you say it, then the process begins. Um, my wife posted earlier last week a post which dealt with um, the essence of the voice commands your mind, your body, and spirit. So we're dealing with the, learning the true meaning of each word. And as you say, Brother Turner, um, the, the root and the origin and the intentions of those words, and you find thusly the cousins to each word, and you say it and you feel it, and which one will move you forward in your own life. And in this case, we're talking about forgiveness. So when you mention the word forgiveness, you're, you're bringing on a certain vibration, a certain energy, and then that energy manifests in matter. And I guess that matter is we're talking about is that when you come in contact with that person physically or when that person is on your mind, when you think of them, you vision them in your, in your, in your mind, you no longer have this sense of anger, this sense of unforgiveness. Now you have a sense of, if not um, uh, uh, embracing them with, with, with kindness and respect, at least you're embracing them in a neutral, in a neutral um, way by saying, yes, that person is who they are, and I accept them who, who they are, for whom they are. So we must be very careful and very much understanding that uh, thoughts create things. And the states here in this chart that my wife shared with me, which is very succinct, uh, a lot of people in our um, uh, uh, community network, they really embrace this particular posting because it just resonates, I guess, with the majority of us who are adults especially, that thoughts plus voice equals reality. And many of us are led to believe, and I must say, and, you know, we probably cannot cover all this in just one show, but we're conditioned throughout society, such as sports, for instance. You know, we we have uh, championships, basketball and, and other uh, hockey and a host of other sports that are played during the winter. And then we have the summer sports from baseball and so forth, soccer. Uh, these sports lead us to understand or to embrace the concept that it's okay to express anger in a sporting way. You know, we can call each other names and we can uh, degrade one another and we can speak down and condescend one another. Oh, my team is better than yours and so forth. And we carry that over within to our community. Actually, this is stuff, right? Let's go back and listen to our family with siblings. You know, one sibling feels better than the other one and more accomplished, more intelligent. Even sometimes the parents will be favored to one of, one of the children you know, which uh, depends on whether or not you're firstborn, middle, or the last uh, uh, child of the family to be born. And these things can be very, very detrimental to the development of the child, to the uh, development of the family structure, to the development of the community, to the development and involvement and, and revolutionary involvement of the country and, indeed, all the countries of the world. So each of us has a responsibility, in my opinion. Number one, to forgive yourself, actually. You know, start with you, because many of us do not forgive ourselves for uh, past transgressions that we have done 
to ourselves and then to our loved ones, our parents, our siblings, friends, family, associates, that we don't forgive ourselves. And sometimes I've read this, I forget the book I read it, it might have been in The Road Less Traveled, um, that uh, we, we, we tend to punish ourselves by not treating ourselves with love. And one of the ways of not doing that is to uh, abuse drugs and alcohol, to abuse food, become sexually promiscuous and irresponsible, you know, to do things that are against the law. So indeed, when we are caught, we are imprisoned, you know, to do the things that will make us sick to the point that we get ill, that we have to go to the hospital, if you will, and have a death-threatening terminal illness. So these various things and various games that we play with each other, with ourselves, which are can be rooted into the essence of not forgiving, being unforgiving. So there's a lot to be said about the word uh, forgiveness. So I, I just hope that I was able to resonate uh, and, and share with you uh, what Sister Ayana Vassant has in this book titled The Spirit of a Man, and also I hope that segments of my story was able to resonate and and also assist those of you who are listening uh, currently and also who will be listening through the archives to understand that we have so much more in common than we uh, have not in common. And one of the things, especially as a black man, as a man of African descent who happens to have been raised in uh, the United States, that indeed we have to come to terms to ending at this generation, not carrying this over into the next generation, that we have to deal with the proper way of dealing with our psychological and spiritual, emotional uh, uh, pain. So, again, we have about four minutes remaining, and I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in. I thank Brother uh, Turner for tuning in and sharing your thoughts. It's really a pleasure. I hope that you share with others in your community um, the essence of my show uh, that comes on every Sunday at 6.30, and we look forward to you visiting us again next week and following weeks. Let me just uh, state, by, uh, state the, the, the uh, portion of this chapter that deals with the emotional responses to experiences. Uh, it says that another key issue that many parents do not recognize is that every emotion has a complement or an opposite side. The opposite of pain is sensitivity. The opposite of anger is passion. And when you suppress pain, you suppress psychological and emotional sensitivity. And to be sensitive is to be kind and courteous, to have empathy. And how many instances are black men accused of being insensitive to the needs of others, particularly women, that you are not sensitive to, you are not supporting, or that you are suppressing pain? And when you suppress anger, you suppress passion. And passion is the ability to experience excitement, joy, intensity. Passion gives you the, the ability to take emotional risks without the fear of dying. And some men shy away from intense emotional situations 
and you are then accused of being irresponsible and unable to commit. You're suppressing generations of anger. And she states that she can imagine that it is quite difficult to treat yourself and to get excited about very much. Instead, you live in fear of exploding and experiencing shameful pain when you do. So forgiveness is the spiritual pain reliever. Without making anyone wrong or beating you can't forgive. And we must remember, as I mentioned earlier in the show, that, that all of us experience the loving, unconditional love of our mothers and the way in which she teaches us how to forgive, how to love. So, uh, again, I thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we're about to end as we begin by giving praise and honor to the One Most High, Sixty seconds to uh, uh, our ancestors, and I thank you, my brother, for tuning in, and uh, we look forward to, to you being with us again. All of you, please share the word, and also visit my site at drumsofchange.com. That's www.drumsofchange.com. Thank you.